Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Darren, Mr. Dorse Fists, Border Da, Pranang Da, and everything in between. Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast where you get news, raw SmackDown, NXT, and pay per view re- reviews. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you know anybody who's a wrestling fan who likes wrestling and listens to podcasts, please share my podcast. You can listen on iTunes, Spotify, and everything in between. My podcast is available absolutely everywhere. My numbers are doing fantastic, so thank you all so much for tuning in, and let's get straight into it. Welcome everybody to Darren, Mr. Dorsefist podcast. It's windy as hell outside, I can't do anything about it, it is like officially autumn and it's doing my head in. As soon as I left the house it was like whoosh, whirlwind tour. Anyway, just a quick one today. Um, NXT, fantastic, I thought it was brilliant, they had the Women's Battle Royal at the beginning. Candice LeRae eliminated Shotzi Blackheart at the end to be number contender for Io Shirai's women's NXT title next weekend at NXT TakeOver 31. Do you know what? NXT's a whole episode. It was alright. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, AEW destroyed it in the ratings. I watched both shows. AEW, I think... AEW and NXT were even shows this week. They both had good bits. They both had a little bit of strange bits, but I think AEW had 865,000 and NXT had 685,000, so... AEW again blown it out of the water. Um, NXT should stick to Tuesday night. I said that before. Them and AEW then will officially have higher ratings. But at the end of the day, it's not just about ratings. It's about enjoying the product as well. So yeah, we had that. You know, we had uh, Candice Ray and Io Shirai. Then they randomly announced Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest for North American title at NXT Takeover Thirty One, which is a random little. Uh, Think to stick in there. Johnny Gargano hasn't really won any matches to get his number. Like you have a number contenders bad battle royal for the for the women's title shot. You have a five man gauntlet for the NXT men's title shot. The tag team one, oh the tag team one. Fandango was backstage. He basically said, I think it's that due to coronavirus. I think well, one or two of the people from the tag teams had coronavirus, so they mixed things up. It was like Fabian Eichner and Raul Mendoza from two separate tags from Leo Del Fantasma and Imperium. It was them two target against Roderick Strong and Danny Birch. And whichever team won, that tag team would fight each other. So basically, Roderick Strong and Danny Birch won that tag team match. That mixed weird tag team match for fighting them two. Which means next week now, Birch and Logan get to fight the Undisputed Era. And whoever wins gets to fight Brizango at the NXT TakeOver. So that's a bit of a complicated thing. But I think the reason why they've done that is because like I said, one or two wrestlers like Martel Bartel or Tyler Breeze or... Um, Bobby Fish, or uh, the other one, probably Leo Del, Del Fantasma, I can't remember his name. Um, you know, maybe one of them had coronavirus, or two of them had it. So it fucked up a few plans, but it was a good idea to mix and match them teams. But yet, the North American title, they just go, yeah, no number contendership, no weird tag team gauntlet, no gauntlet, nothing at all. Johnny Gargano, here we are, but you can just have it. Even if they had Johnny Gargano versus, I don't know, anyone, Velveteen Dream, anybody, anybody on the NXT roster, even like a nobody match, like a jobber match. You know, it would have made it a bit better, but they just announced it. The match is going to be good, Damian Priest and Gargano, don't get me wrong. But the build to it, next week is Io Shirai and uh, Priest against Gargano and Candice LeRae, husband and wife. So, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, I can't remember much. Uh, the gauntlet match, it started with Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, then, um, Bronson Reed came out. Then, Kushida got eliminated because Velvety Dream, Dream came in and attacked him. And Bronson Reed basically spent fucking with Kushida. Um, and then basically Cameron Grimes came out 
as always. Uh, he came out as number four, I think. Who came out as number five? I can't remember the fucking wrestlers, isn't it? Genuinely, I can't remember who else was in it. Uh, anyway, it, <laughs> it came down to Cameron Grimes and Kylo. Oh, sorry, Timothy Thatcher. That's right. Thatcher and Kyle O'Reilly had a good wrestling match halfway through, like good move, move good, good holes. But it basically came down to Kyle O'Reilly and Cameron Grimes. So Cameron Grimes was going to win it with a cave-in. He didn't. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly had his foot on the rope. Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly wins the match and he advanced to fight Finn Balor at NC TakeOver 31. That match is going to be epic. Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. Kyle O'Reilly fucking deserves this one on our match. We know he's probably going to lose. I reckon Tommaso Ciampa is going to cost him the match because he helped... Um, Somebody last week and Thomas Chamber they didn't like it. So I know yeah, Thomas Chamber fought that guy uh, that guy he attacked last week and he and he won. I keep forgetting these people's names, it's not done on purpose, I just you know it's, I watched it Wednesday night and it's Friday morning now, so but yeah, you know, Finn Balor came out at the end, you know, basically done the thing, pointed his fingers at Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole came out and hugged Kyle O'Reilly, hugged him up, because they're the two baby faces and, and the spirit era. Bobby Fisher and Roderick Strong are still kind of like the heels. I don't know how they're going to slowly implode this, I don't know. But um, it'll be interesting, to say the least. Um, yeah, you know, I Kashida in NXT, I, I like him. He's from part of the time travelers with Alex Shelley back in the day. Kushida is a Japanese wrestler, guys, right? He is fucking amazing. He can wrestle, he can submit, he can jump on the ring like a luchador, he can technical wrestle. He's a fucking fantastic athlete, and only the past few weeks in NXT he's been showing his old, you know, the, the, how good he is. Because when he came into it, he had the entrance now, but, but time travel now, but that was it. He didn't have any, any substance. They were treating him like a jobber. But now they're treating him like they should be treating him, like a star. So I'm looking forward to NXT TakeOver 31 next Sunday, I think it is. And they've gone and have um, Corey Taylor's brand new song. Um, that's going to be a headline in it. It's called Culture Head, which is good because it was released Thursday. And I was like, oh, this is a good fucking song. And then they went and announced it. It's going to be the song for NXT TakeOver, which is brilliant. I love Corey Taylor, by the way, going a little bit off subject. For Slipknot, as you know, he's a bit screamo and shouting and, and good singing in some songs. Then Stone Sour, he's more a bit more mellow. But he still, you know, gives his all. But when he sings on his own, I think he's even, he's even better. But Culture Head is definitely one of the better songs from the singles they've released in the last few weeks just to promote the album. Culture Head, so far, is my favourite song of like, the three or four singles they've released so far. Can't wait to listen to the new album when it comes out in two weeks. So NXT TakeOver always had a, has a loud, big theme. And that's thanks to Triple H. Triple H is a metal and rock head like myself. He gets in contact with with some bands and, you know, he's had Metallica, ACDC. He's had all the big bands, even up-and-coming grunge and rock and metal bands he's had as well. I prevail as well. So, you know, he's had everybody asking Alexandria as well. Do you know what I mean? He's had Slipknot. He's in contact with Molly, so that's fucking amazing, that is. So NXT TakeOver 31 theme song is Culture Head by Corey Taylor, which is a fantastic song. It's on my playlist already. Brilliant. Um, just one or two things about Retribution, Mace and uh, T-Bone and fucking... What's the other one called? Slapjack. Slapjack in the urban dictionary just basically means you come on, on, on your hand, you slap someone across the face. Mace is something to do with S&M. And T-bone is if you wear a G-string when you're a man and they car gang out. Apparently, it looks like a T, a T-bone. I don't fucking know. That's that. That's that's what the Urban Dictionary says. So people in WWE can't really uh, don't really read that much. Do you know what I mean? It is just one of those things. But you know, that's just me. 
Uh, yeah, SmackDown is on tonight. Uh, they promised the segment with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. Again, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, but I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, but it's just one of those things. I'm like, uh, just let me watch it first. If it, if it gets me in the mood for um, night champions on Sunday, fair enough. AJ Styles, Chef Hardy, and uh, Sami Zayn. That's happening on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that match as well. Brilliant. Bailey and Nadiki Cross will probably finish off the five-long month mini feud on on and off feud uh, this Sunday in the Champions. It'll probably culminate with something tonight, like a quick attack on her, on the Nikki Cross gets a better Bailey due to Sasha Banks on the Titan Tron. Oh, whatever. I don't bloody know. Alexa Bliss is fighting Nick, uh, Lacey Evans tonight. I see her going to a no contest. I can't see Alexa Bliss winning. Maybe she was just sister Abigail wins one, two, three, but. I don't know, I can see it going to a DQ and the Fiends moves it going off. I, I don't know, I don't know, I just... I just don't trust the WWE anymore. They either have disqualification finishes or quick roll-ups. Very rare on Raw and SmackDown, you get a, a finisher and then a, a roll-up. Very, very rare now. And I'm sorry, I apologize again about the wind, but it's crazy. I have got my back to, 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 to the wind and I'm trying to shield it, but... You can't escape wind, can you? It's fucking everywhere. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else as well. It's gone now. I'll probably remember it after the podcast like I normally do, and then I think, shit. I can't remember anything. Oh, um, AEW, uh, it was good. Um, Brody Lee beating Orange Cassidy was a very good match. Cody Rhodes coming back with his black hair means he's going to come back a bit more serious, a bit more sinister. I like it. I always thought Cody Rhodes with blonde hair after he left over, he looked fucking stupid anyway. Um, I think he looks like a, a character now, for sure, I can't remember what his name is, but he looks exactly like that character with dark hair and, and, and the jawline. Cody Rhodes was his uh, Brody Lee properly this time, because when he fought him about five weeks ago, Brody Lee, when he won the TNT title, he destroyed Cody Rhodes in three minutes. Cody Rhodes had like one, one punch in. They destroyed Cody Rhodes for a reason, because he's been out filming this thing, a film on a TV show. But he's back now, apparently, so... He's back with dark hair, a, a, a bit of an edge, a bit of a new entrance, a bit of a d- darker look, which I like. Cody Rose's favourite wrestler is Sting, which is obvious, because Sting, when he was a surface Sting, had blonde hair and face paint. Then he turned into Crow with dark hair and face paint. Cody Rose has gone to dark. I think apparently that's something to do with it, that like he's his favourite wrestler and he wanted to turn into a darker character. Doesn't mean he's going to turn heel necessarily, because Brody Lee's a heel. But um, maybe down the line, maybe after he wins his TNT title back, or maybe after still with Brody Lee, he may turn on his brother again and they might have a, another match. But I can see Cody Rhodes turning the four horsemen, going with Arn Anderson, going with FTR and MJF, and um, becoming the four horsemen with Tully Blanchard or Arn Anderson with them. I can see it. You, 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 you first. Cody Rhodes, MJF, and FTR are going to be the new version of the four horsemen. With Arn Anderson slash or Tully Blanchard, Tessa Blanchard's dad, as their manager or thing. Speaking of Blanchard, his daughter Tessa, who's gorgeous, she used to be in Impact Wrestling, formerly WWE, she's been in the Mae Young tournament. She's one of my favourite women wrestlers in a very long time, as in not Bailey standard, because she, she's a better wrestler than Bailey, if that makes sense. That's why I like her. But her character's not as good as Bailey's character, if that makes sense. I love Bailey for the character. Her wrestling skills are secondary, whereas Tessa Blanchard, I love her for her wrestling skills, and her personality is secondary to me. I love them both, can't pick between them, because Tessa Blanchard is a lock looker, she's gorgeous, she's amazing. Um, I like her character, but it's not like Bailey's heel character. Um, on NXT, by the way, they had a night vision thing, a uh, night vision promo, and this person with a muffled voice, bit like a retribution voice, with green night vision lights and that. Um, they smashed the NXT, old NXT 
title cases where they were held and they said, I want to redeem this again. So is either somebody who's been NXT champion or NXT women's champion coming back into it? I thought it might be either Ember Moon or Tessa Blanchard if he's a woman, but Tessa Blanchard has never won the NXT women's title. So it might not be her, but she's a free agent. If it's Ember Moon, fantastic. She, if she goes back to NXT, she deserves it. She's brilliant. Rowan Smackdown have really underutilised her. When she debuted on Raw, she was all right, but then she got watered down to like they normally do. She went to SmackDown, didn't do much, got injured, and then that was it then. She's been injured the last year or so because she ran after the 24-7 title and really fucked up her ankle bad. I mean, like, bad. Um, it may be Ember Moon, but if, it, if, it, if it's a male, the only name I've heard is Bo, Bo Dallas, who's Bray Wyatt's brother, if anybody didn't know that. Um, he used to be NXT champion. You know, Bo Dallas was undefeated in NXT for a long time. He was amazing around 2014, 2015 time. He was fucking brilliant. He, honestly, he really was good. Um, and former NXT world ch- ch- champion, but... You know, he's the only one I can think of because it would be Sami Zayn, it would be Kevin Owens, it would be Samoa Joe. Maybe Bobby Roode, but the person looked a bit slighter. Bobby was a big man. He's due back on Raw this week or at the pit the pay-per-view this Sunday. So, do you know what I mean? So I don't know. But um, both Dallas is a good shout if he's a man. Um, I I hope he gets it because after going to NXT, kind of the main the main roster, he was okay for a few months or so I booked three months and he was believing Bo Dallas and then he turned into a jobber and then he tagged up with social outcasts then he tagged up with Kuda Curtis Axel they then they would become the Miz Taraj and the B team then they went to Smackdown they were hardly featured and he hadn't been seen for over a year so again another person who's been un- underutilised I think he took a uh, he did take a break though he, 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 around December last year he wanted to take a break Bray Wyatt is his brother I've always said I have something to do with The Fiend or the Firefly Funhouse but if he does go back to NXT he fucking did, he did, really deserves it he really does d- d- deserve it in, in all f- f- fairness to him he is he might look like a jobber on TV but if we look at his match from NXT and early Raw he was like, he is a good wrestler I mean oh, come on Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt their father's IRS Irwin Arshite stuff from the late 80s and, and early to mid 90s he was amazing Irwin Arshite stuff at promos you can see where Bray Wyatt and Gezer from Bo Dallas is a totally different kettle of fish he's quite different different. but I love Bo Dallas I always liked the character it's cheesy as fuck, but he can get over. But Vince has never used him. Vince, with Curtis Axel, Mr. Perfect Son. Curtis Axel, Mr. Perfect Son. He was Intercontinental Champion and Tag Team Champion. Fair enough, he's won a bit of gold. He didn't do fuck all after that. Do you know who The Rock and John Cena trained with to get themselves into their WrestleMania shift they match? Curtis Axel. The Rock said he's one of the best people he's been in the ring with. Vince gives him one goes, okay, I'll stick with one superstars then. Or main event. I'm like, you fucking kidding me. But anyway, enough about me ranting. That's a bit of the news and updates I got at the moment. Um, I'm going to do a panel one soon, guys. Maybe tomorrow, maybe sometime Sunday. Um, I've got to thank Ben again um, for hel- helping me out, giving me some ideas. I need to push to get some fresh ideas. Otherwise, I don't want to get this podcast to get stale. A new graphic will be coming soon for the paranormal one. A new in- intro. Ooh, look out. But I will be labelling the intros, you know, quite differently. Wrestling and paranormal, because... I don't want to go starting another podcast channel just for the paranormal stuff. I want to do a mixture of both. But for every show, it'll be the Mr. Dosefist one for the wrestling like it is now. And for the paranormal one, it'll be like a slightly different logo so people don't get confused. But yeah, I might do that either tomorrow or Sunday. I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm going to go for a walk now. A short walk. Um, 
By the way, guys, I've been feeling down the past few days, mental health again. If anybody got any issues, go on to Let's Talk Men's Mental Health on Twitter or Instagram. They're there to actually help you. My colleague Sean and Darren are actually on there helping people out. If you're ever, ever unsure, guys, just give them a, 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 a private inbox or something. They are there to help you. All right. So that's all the news and reviews to today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm looking forward to SmackDown tonight, but I'm hoping it's a very good go-home show. I hope it's much better than Raw, because uh, Raw was fucked up and stupid. NXT was good. AEW was pretty good. Let's hope SmackDown tonight now, because SmackDown the past month has been fantastic. So, let, so let's hope SmackDown tonight tops it off. And, um, yeah, you all, all you guys take care. Take care of each other. Um, I love you all. Thank, thank you so much for t- t- tuning in. I'll speak to you soon. And by the way, wash your face, wash your hands, wash your ass. Be nice to everyone, guys. Life is short. Take care of yourselves and each other. Yes, I bought the line off Jerry Springer. But you know what? You ain't going to hear this podcact so I can say what the fuck I want. Oh, yeah. I bo- <laughs> yeah but before I forget, I just want to say the past few days have been hard for me, like I just mentioned. But i got to thank Ben, Dan, Curtis, my friends, for talking to me a, a little bit more, you know, making me see sense, being there for me, and the laugh, giving me advice. I really do appreciate it. Life's not easy, guys. A few people now, because autumn has just started, if you can't hear all this wind, I do apologize again. Seasonal affective disorder is a real thing. People tend to get more down in autumn when the weather goes bad and the dark nights loom and people struggle with depression more. Like I said, let's talk men's mental health is on Twitter and Instagram. Tell them I sent you and, you know, you're more than welcome. All right. So take care of yourself, guys, and each other again. I'll enjoy SmackDown tonight, guys. Take take care, guys. Bye-bye.